0: Driving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies Circa 1980, episode 69. Good times. I'm your host, Dan. We are talking about Zombie Lake, episode 69, minute 69. I don't even know where I am. I'm kidding, of course. I'm sitting in the back room of my home and I'm having a little white wine on ice. No, I'm not. I'm having a glass of water. And we are talking Zombie Lake, minute 69, and burial ground, minute 69. And, yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, I think it's going to... I hope it's going to be fun. You know, um, uh, the uh, zombie minutes have been... are a little more intermittent as they go along than sort of like slasher minutes or whatever the heck it is. I've been doing a minute-by-minute minute podcast, but... Let's dive in. So, where do we leave off here? Oh, yeah, the the knife fight with the two zombies, and I think the one zombie, the zombie dad, had apparently killed the one-eyed zombie, but that doesn't make sense. So, so let's let's see what's happening next. between zombie dad and one-eyed zombie is over I applaud the attempts at visual storytelling but I'm not 100% sure what I'm what is happening so so the daughter is standing there and she's standing in the light whereas the zombies were in the darkness that probably is symbolic of something or just happened to be how they were shooting it I might go with the latter there my heart my heart goes with the former my um my gut goes with the latter the dad sort of steps to towards the daughter and she again it's impossible to tell what the look is on her face she is she is channeling she's daddy's girl she's channeling those emotions actually I get more emotions out of the dad in this but like I said in previous ones I I I get sort of half uh, the half feeling that the gal probably wasn't given much direction you know like JR was probably whatever and probably put more thought into like what she was wearing and you know her socks and shoes that she's running away with I didn't think she'd have socks on when she runs away I, I, let me just verify that um, yeah when she runs away like she she has like it's like sort of a nightgown night dress sort of thing on as the organ music is playing but she's got like Socks and like sandals on, like flip flops or something. And I thought, why does she have? Why does she have those on? Why not just bare feet and like like sandals or flip flops or something like that? I don't know why she had to put socks on. This seems like a grandma thing to do. Come on, grandma, put your put your big granny panties on and your socks and your your flip flops and let's go running around from some zombies or something. Pardon me, that was a clothing related tangent. I don't normally go off into a lot of those. Anyway. The, yeah, this it's kind of weird because the dad goes to his daughter and she kind of like, he, he reaches to the necklace she has, which is his necklace, and kind of holds it up. He holds it up and looks towards the lake as as if he's saying, hey, you remember, this was my necklace, this is my daughter. Now, we don't actually get any anything from the zombies kind of looking and going, oh, ah, that was me slapping my head too hard. Ooh, I should have had a V8. No, I that you know oh my gosh wow that we screwed up that's your daughter all right we didn't see the necklace um but then it gets weird because she kisses his green hand you see a tear rolling down her cheek and then she runs away and there's kind of a slightly awkward scene where she's in these sandaly things that don't help her run too well where she's kind of running she's kind of running down. What well, looks like a not a road per se, but it looks like a spot where two there are two tire tracks like it looks like a driveway like it's it's not a road, but there there are two tire tracks indented into the ground of the dirt. And she's running along one of them, and it's a little awkward, and then it immediately uh, I'm watching it now she's running away, it's kind of awkward. she does look back and then you see Dad kind of with his zombie stare looking towards her like oh i screwed something up and then she's still running and she's running and then it cuts to the end of as that organ music is playing and then immediately goes to that crazy music concrete or whatever it is and you see i think it's one eye and then dad and then another zombie like like come out of like I don't even know where the hell they are. Where's this meant to be? Where they're at at the end of the at the end of the the scene, like they're coming out of a an old like ruin or something. They throw open a wooden door. There's a little stone archway, and you see the zombies start to come out of it with variable makeup, um, which is part of the fun. But it's like, where are they? Weren't they all at the lake? How how much later is this than? Then the previous what what is the I, I guess we'll find out in the next minute. But it's sort of like what what is the differentiation in time between the end of the previous season with the daughter awkwardly running away and this sequence here with dad and one eye and, and maybe zombies don't have maybe zombies are like dogs they have you know like we, we f- if we feed our dogs you know if we have two dogs if we feed one of them before the other and then you know if we feed uh, Crumpet at 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 four. And George isn't ready to eat. And then we cr- feed Crump, uh, George at five. Crumpet comes up like, all right, let's eat. And it's like, you you already ate. But she's like, mm, oh, right over my head. So could it be like the moment his daughter is out of sight, his zombie mind? Out of sight. Out of zombie mind. Out, and it's instantly like whoop is it's like okay yeah i oh i completely forgot i had a daughter and he only remembers the daughter when they're like rampaging and he passes that house and he's like oh wait a minute oh yes i don't know that could be it but yeah the the minute is kind of like the melodrama i i don't i don't know i mean she she'd seen him before and he was a zombie and she knows he's a zombie so I mean, maybe she doesn't know what a zombie is. Um, maybe she knows that he is part of this group that are coming out of the lake and, and kill it. if they're coming out of the lake, where the hell are they at the end of this minute? But that maybe she knows that they're like the um the the zombies, um uh that are killing people in the town and she's sort of like, oh my gosh, you're you're those zombies. Or maybe she doesn't like that he's so violent towards one eye, but then one eye pulled a knife on him. You know, if you pull a knife on a zombie, you gotta take what you gotta take. But I don't It's funny, I love good visual storytelling. I mean that's what film is about. That's where we started in silent films, you know, where visual storytelling and, and telling a story visually is very different from just telling a story when you can use words and i will and this is a slightly strange reference but there's a 77 sunset strip episode where there is no there are no words spoken i forget what it's called if you if you go to wikipedia they list it as one of the notable episodes there are no words spoken on screen you hear some stuff on the radio but no words are spoken on screen and so the way the story is told and the way things are related is so different from the way things would be related if you could just speak. If zombie dad would speak to his zombie daughter and his zombie daughter would reply, we know exactly what was going on. But they've chosen to do it visually. And unfortunately, they're making zombie lake, which means that visually, like, you know what? I got it when that gorgeous woman in the beginning took all her clothes off in the gazebo Pulled her bathing wear out of a bag, looked around, threw the wear, uh, uh, set them down, and just went to the lake naked. I get what she was doing right there. Oh yeah, I get it. But but with this, I'm a little more confused. Like, is it like, oh, dad, you're dead, or oh, why did you not come back to your mom, or well, she, he, technically he did. But but oh, why did you hurt that guy, or I can't be with a zombie, or why are you killing all the people? You can't tell because it's a little girl and she's cute but she she has the emotions of a styrofoam head and the dad is a zombie so he doesn't have any emotions either so so we'll see what happens in the next one maybe it's another rampage maybe I don't know maybe he's gonna Get his daughter, bring her to the lake, drown her, so she'll become his zombie daughter. I don't know, that sounds terrible the moment I said it. So let's just go to burial grounds. So where were we- Oh yes, that's right. Nicholas the butler is getting eaten. God in heaven! But that's Professor Ayers. He's a zombie too, then. Come on! Come on, Evelyn, let's get as far away as we can. Hurry! I'm not sure where we are at the end of this minute but this like I imagine it's in the villa I mean it, it's purporting to be outside of the villa because you see them sort of run out of the villa and it's nighttime, and then you see a shot of woods and stuff which is a little vague but the sky is clearly brighter it could be a day for night um, goof uh, but it's tough to tell um, I, I'd like to say that it's probably approaching daybreak Maybe, Although it might not be. But um, this flipping room we're in at the end of the minute. Look at it. The, the, look at the crazy tile on the floor and the pillars and the roof. And it looks like a freaking sink in the back next to the door. I don't know what this room is. But if this was in the villa, then that villa has everything. As much as I love the bonus feature with the guy walking through the villa... It should have been about three times as long. This is a kick-ass room. And I love, too, that like, the first half of the minute, more or less, is the two guys watching the professor chewing on Nicholas and just like, the guy is going for... I mean, his beard is glistening with blood, and he's tearing into whatever the hell it is that, that they got in this maybe it is a badly made dummy. I mean, there is a shot of like, just like his hands, like just reaching into something, which approx. there's no head. You don't see the head. It's, it's cut off at like the, the top of the chest. And so he's reaching to something, which is approximating a human torso and pulling stuff out. And, um, and I thought it was gross. I mean, I don't. Um, I love it. I, I love it a bits. Uh, but but it, it's funny. Like I, I said, in the previous one, like that, like the uh, some critics used to say that, like, oh, pull pull guts out of a badly made zombie. Well, as I've said, also, Herschel Gordon Lewis showed, especially in something like, say, Wizard of Gore or Gore Gore Girls or. Pretty much most of his Gore films. I wanna watch Jimmy the Boy Wonder again. Why can't Jimmy the Boy Wonder come out in Blu ray? But but all of his Gore films, like everything looks awful in his Gore films. They're all bad effects in one respect. But they are intensive effects? I don't is that the right word? Extensive? I wanna say int and I wanna say intensive. Where it's like, okay, so you don't have a proper head to Smash into glass. So do a dummy head and just make it so gross that you you can't not react to. It. I mean, look at Wizard of Gore. I mean, Wizard of Gore is a film that it's boring. I mean, there are bits of Wizard of Gore that are boring, and they're boring because Hershogor and Lewis would just point the camera at things and just let the actors act. And in some films, like I would say again, Jimmy the Boy Wonder. Um, uh, Bits of this stuff will kill you. Some of Gore Gore girls. Uh, You have more interesting stuff going on. But like Wizard of Gore, uh, when Montag isn't doing his thing and people are just talking, I I remember sitting just uh, the first time I saw it, uh, probably 91, 92, just thinking it was interminable. I still do. Although I own it on Blu-ray. And I've actually bought it on Blu-ray twice, so I can say that. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love Wizard of Gore. Please, it's, it's, cra- it's, it's one of those films that is crazy and subversive and kind of meta, but I don't think any of that was meant. I think they were just like, how do we do? Uh, figure out another way to show lots of gore? Oh, like this. And I'm off on a tangent here because that's the kind of thing that happens because it's about the gore. It's, it's just, just talking about gore. Some folks sure got a strange idea of entertainment. Uh, little Jason lives there for you, and uh, I want to see that in the big screen. I that came out right before I was able to see those, so I saw seven on the big screen. I saw eight on the big screen. I saw nine on the big screen. I've since then seen one and four on the big screen, but I've not seen two, three, five, or six. Um, and i have cheesed off all the way around that I haven't, um, I haven't seen those. I, uh, but but yeah, Gore is a. Gore is a weird thing in movies. The The realization that people want to see... It's one thing to go to your cannibal films and such with the animal cruelty, which I'm not going to get into here because that's not what's going on here. But it's one thing to see like a Mondo film or like Faces of Death. Oh my gosh. Oh, the guy who made Faces of Death, the first four, he just passed. Oh... I just watched Faces of Death um, on on the Blu-ray about a week ago with his commentary. So much of that was faked. I (laughs) I had no idea. I love the Faces of Death movies. They're just, I mean, they're, they're pretty much mostly faked and they're just trying to engross you out. I think the first one is a joy the second and third ones I haven't seen in ages but I remember them being not as good but that's where I started watching them I remember the fourth being my favorite because it seemed like they just went for it and now Faces of death Faces of death Faces of death all around you uh, Dr. Flellis, was it? Because you had Dr. Gross in the first three, and I want to say Dr. Flellis. I could be wrong there. Um, but but I love 4 because 4 just kind of goes for it. is like, let's not try to do big sort of epic or, or like, you know, a man in an electric chair. You know, um, uh, the guy getting eaten by the alligator. Let's just go, someone bungee jumps off a building and miscalculates and smashes their head against the ground. You know, someone goes into a junkyard and... And has a wheel rim of you know a car drop on the leg and suddenly they've got a severed leg. And it's just... Um, I used to have... I wish they put out 2, 3, and 4 uh, on, on Blu-ray too. Um, I, I fear if you want 2, 3, and 4, you're going to have to just take the old the DVDs or VHSs because one looks really good on the Blu-ray. Um, and I don't even know how I got to Faces of Death. Oh, we're still talking gore. We're talking how weird it is that people would you know at some point it was like well people will watch actual gory things happening. maybe we can have them watch fake gory things and we i guess grand guignol you know you go back in the day you go to a film like Dwayne esper's maniac you know and you get these little weird gory moments back in the day um is Hexon? Hex Hexon? Hexon? Hex, Hex, Hex off? Hex on? you know the the um the uh the, the witchcraft movie that Criterion's about to release on Blu-ray. Did that did that have Gorn it? I haven't seen that in ages. It's funny to think that like this is something that entertains us. You know, a, a guy with a huge beard ripping guts out of a dummy and chewing on them and yeah and our gang gets away our gang gets away and i guess they they wind up in this beautiful room this i don't know what this room is i love the i love the fact that like it looks like it might be a strange like gazebo but then there's that weird table thing in the corner and a door that door makes me think like this is is this a set are we finally on a set i don't know maybe we'll find out in the next minute I'm going to end this episode right here with Faces of Death Faces of Death Faces of Death all around you Talk to you next time